Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. From St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Elaine Cha. On Tuesday afternoon, one St. Louis courtroom was packed. Everyone there sat eagerly and anxiously, waiting to hear how Circuit Judge David Mason would rule in a case that could set Lamar Johnson free after serving nearly 28 years in prison for murder that Johnson always maintained he did not commit. Here's Judge Mason before announcing his decision. These cases are not easy and they shouldn't be. Uh, they should not be cavalierly ruled upon. Some people said, why don't you rule from the bench? And I said, you, you can't treat a case like this that way. Uh, why don't you make one ruling and write an opinion later? I said, well, to be perfectly frank with you, until I have plowed through the file, I really couldn't be 100% certain of what my decision would be. After talking for about six minutes, Judge Mason delivered his decision. It is hereby ordered that the motion of the circuit attorney of the 22nd Judicial Circuit filed herein for the benefit of Lamar Johnson is granted. And with that, Lamar Johnson walked out of the courthouse later that afternoon a free man. At a celebratory dinner at Maggie O'Brien's that night, Lamar Johnson expressed a host of emotions, among them relief. Truth finds a way. Truth finds a way. So much has changed in the almost 28 years Lamar Johnson was behind bars. And in many respects, he said he just wants to experience the ordinary things about, well, life. Everything. I've got everything. Uh, I want to hold a baby. You know what I mean? I want to stand in line and, and be frustrated because it's not going fast enough. But, I mean, all the things that I think a lot of people may overlook and they may be, be annoyed by, I want to experience it. You know? And so that's what I'm looking forward to doing. Johnson also said he's looking forward to being on a plane and seeing the ocean for the first time. His daughter is getting married in April. He'll get to be there for that. Lamar Johnson's release is a long time coming. He was convicted of killing a man named Marcus Boyd in 1995. After serving 14 years of a life sentence, the Midwest Innocence Project began representing Lamar Johnson in 2009. And in 2015, attorney Lindsey Runnels of the Kansas City-based law firm Morgan Pilot began representing him. Among other attorneys, Runnels was by Johnson's side when Judge Mason vacated the murder conviction. Here's Johnson getting emotional talking about his attorneys. I can't even describe how I feel about my attorneys, especially Lindsay Runnels. She's been a sister and a friend. Uh, God sent me his best angel with her. He did. And attorney Lindsay Runnels joins us now. Lindsay, welcome to the program and congratulations. Thank you so much. I am happy to be here today. Well, it's been nearly 48 hours since your client was released, and I understand you are now back in Kansas City and at the office at that. How are you feeling? 
You know, I think Lamar uh, describes the emotion best, and for me, it is relief. Um, I have a lot of joy seeing him out doing what he wants to do, but overwhelmingly it's relief for me that this is over finally Mm -hmm. uh, and the right result has happened. And a bit earlier, we heard the joyous reaction inside the courtroom when Judge Mason announced his decision. I mean, what was it like to be there in that moment? You know, these are the moments that sustain you uh, in these cases that often take years um, and have a lot of losses Uh, in Lamar's uh, cases like that. A lot of losses led to that moment in the courtroom. It was, uh, for me, um, very anxiety-inducing. You always want to believe that it's going to come out the right way, but, you know, until you hear the words, it is um, a feeling that's difficult to describe. Um, Very nervous, um, but ready, and knowing that the facts were on our side um, helped calm all of us, but we were nervous, for sure. And that decision, uh, we heard Judge Mason's remarks before delivering it. Uh, It went with a court order that was a full 46 pages long. Lindsay, can you briefly explain the key findings that led Judge Mason to conclude that Lamar Johnson was innocent? Sure. Uh, The first and the most important is that he found that Lamar had met the actual innocence standard in Missouri, and that was the most important claim. The others were constitutional claims relating to the eyewitness identification. He found that it was unreliable. And additionally, some payments uh, that were undisclosed to that eyewitness, he found a constitutional violation there uh, as well. And so he found not only that Lamar Johnson was actually innocent of this crime, which we have known for some time, but that his his trial was void of all of the constitutional protections that ensure reliability. So he vacated those convictions on two bases, innocence and the constitutional violations. So it was what he did not do and um, what the Constitution says he deserved. It's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have these protections that ensure fair trials, uh, that we disclose information about the witnesses if they have any benefit or if they've been incentivized or if they have been paid, as um, the eyewitness was in this case, more than $4,000. The jury never knew any of that information. They didn't know that the jailhouse snitch had testified before and that also received a number of benefits in exchange for his testimony against Lamar. So when the jury doesn't hear those things, we can't be confident in the result because not all of that evidence that the Constitution requires that they have was before them. Mm -hmm. So clearly getting all of that um, evidence together uh, took quite some time and for many years, the legal pathway for Lamar Johnson's release was blocked. So St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner's Conviction Integrity Unit first highlighted Johnson's case as a wrongful conviction in 2019, but then it wasn't until the Missouri legislature passed a law in 2021 that prosecutors like Gardner got recourse to set aside wrongful convictions. Did making the case for Lamar Johnson go smoothly from there on, Lindsay? No, it it did not, and it wasn't smooth uh, throughout that protracted appeal up to the Missouri Supreme Court. When Ms. Gardner opened uh, an inquiry into Lamar Johnson's case, we knew that there was no 
clear mechanism in Missouri for a prosecutor to go to court and correct a wrongful conviction. It was always going to be Lamar Johnson um, with Miss Gardner that, that tested that. And when you test, uh, you have to be ready and prepared to lose. And in this case, um, the facts we knew were, were solid, were clear, could not be impeached, and that the real perpetrators had long confessed this was a solved crime. And and it was a good case for testing uh, whether or not Missouri would open a mechanism for prosecutors like Kim Gardner and others who became aware of a wrongful conviction in their office. Um, the Missouri Supreme Court decided that Missouri law did not uh, provide that procedural mechanism to prosecutors in Missouri, but did indicate that the legislature had a job to do. Please fix this. Um, and the legislature very quickly um, answered that call from the Missouri Supreme Court with only, you know, weeks left of session, you know, led by um, minority, uh, Senate Minority Leader John Rizzo and others. They passed it quickly and the governor signed it in response to the Lamar Johnson case. Was the passage of that at all a like a welcome surprise? You know, it was definitely something that we um, wanted and tried to pass in years prior, but with the loss of Lamar Johnson's case being so public and the support for him coming from all across the country, elected prosecutors, retired judges wrote amicus briefs, the support for us going into the Missouri Supreme Court on the law should and must provide this mechanism was, in my view, very helpful to the legislature becoming educated about the tragedy of this case and others that would come before and after Lamar um, that enabled the legislature to organize and pass uh, legislation that had stalled in sessions prior. Mm -hmm. And speaking of after Lamar's case and this decision, what are the implications of this decision for others who have also been wrongly convicted um, of crimes that they did not commit. You know, the collateral consequences, you know, in, in lawyer speak are, are great um, and, and they're good because Kevin Strickland is a free man today because of that law. And there are others um, that are pending and other prosecutors in Missouri from St. Louis to Kansas City and to all of the rural areas in between now have the power and the authority to do justice if a case uh, comes across their desk that they believe is was an error. They can go to court and they can fix it, and we should, you know, expect prosecutors to do that. But now they have a way, and that's thanks to Lamar Johnson and Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner. Mm-hmm. Now, you were part of the dinner that happened <laughs> in, in downtown uh, St. Louis yes. afterward, and you just talked about lawyer speak. I mean, what in human speak was it like to be part of that group together? Um, eating out at a restaurant with Lamar Johnson and his family and supporters? You know, it was just full of love, and it was small, and it was folks that have known and loved and supported Lamar Johnson for decades. It included exoneree Ricky Kidd um, and exoneree Larry Callanan, a client of mine, and seeing them together um, was just overwhelming to see both um, the 
the result of when the system gets it right, that these men can be out and free and laughing and finally able to see the world um, outside of prison walls. And between the three of them, you know, there's 70, 80 years of, of time inside custody and they all knew each other and they served together. So it was very special to see the three of them surrounded by their lawyers and uh, supporters that had helped them, you know, get to where they were. It was really overwhelming. And those are the moments that, um, you know, you bottle up and you keep inside for, for the losses mm-hmm. and for the days that are really hard. And as you were talking about the process, the long years that um, Lamar Johnson both waited and fought, um, I couldn't help thinking about people who maybe give up along the way because it, the systems are just so um, arcane and uh, you know things happen um, to disrupt the progress. I mean, how many people do give up along the way to um, trying to, to win their freedom? You know, it, it would be hard to say, but I can tell you that the number of folks who need lawyers um, to be doing this work is more than, um, you know, we have lawyers to do. They take too long, partially because of these uh, procedural mechanisms. And then the other for Missouri is, um, you know, the objection of the attorney general's office often delays these cases far longer than they ever should be delayed. And so whether or not they give up or, or, you know, the waiting, um, you know, they, they die in custody waiting, I, I know is true. Um, so it is a problem and one that I know that we can do better and we can fix this with the right attitude and, and some will will mm-hmm. to, to do innocence cases better in Missouri. And as I've been reading and even using the word free to describe Lamar Johnson, he has lost so many years of his life. He's now 49. Yes. Um, and he was in the audio we heard earlier talking about wanting to get onto the plane, um, wanting to see the ocean. He'll get to see his daughter married in April. Um, what can you tell us about his next steps with this new phase of, of life um, from out behind bars? You know, he wants to do it all. And so I think the problem for Lamar and to those who love and counsel him will be to help him decide, um, you know, not everything all at once, because, of course, he wants to work. He is going to need to financially support himself. Missouri does not have a compensation package that would compensate Lamar Johnson. He has, you know, a GoFundMe that will help him. But other than that, you know, he's on his own. So he wants to get to work. He wants to be part of the movement. He knows that he's left behind uh, friends inside that need help. He wants to talk to legislators. He wants to do all of the things that exonerees do when they get out, which is be part of the movement um, to fix our system, to educate about our system and its errors and its faults. And he wants to do it all. So. And what will you be doing in the time that he is is doing that? <laughs> well, I'll be available uh, as needed for lunch dates, and I love seeing them do um, what they want to do. So he uh, will always have a home in my office and in my life, and so I will enjoy just being able to work with him um, as an advocate for other folks. 
and uh, seeing what he's going to do with his life and just being, you know, a spectator to that, which makes me incredibly happy. For me, um, I'll move on to the next one um, and we'll start working on it. And we are working on it uh, in partnership with the Midwest Innocence Project. Well, if this conversation is any indication, I can see why um, Lamar Johnson became so emotional in thanking you. Uh, Lindsay Reynolds is an attorney who served on Lamar Johnson's legal team. Johnson was released earlier this week after spending 28 years in prison for a murder he did not commit. Thank you, Lindsay, for your time and congratulations again. Thank you so much. Today's episode was produced by Alex Hoyer, with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. Our executive producer is Alex. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.